Everything bows at his name. Sing it out. 
everyone god bless you this song is so special and so important because there's so many people looking to be healed lately so many people are going through so much in life physically but spiritually just as much like we all have issues that we're going through spiritually that we want to not only identify, but that we want to give to God so that he can work his miracles by his will so that once he answers us, we can apply that to our own lives. Jesus is my healer. Big shout out to Gateway Worship with Alyssa Smith and Jesse Harris for keeping us, uh, keeping the spirit this morning dancing and singing and uh that's my favorite kind of worship my favorite kind of worship is uh just that um i'm gonna tell uh i'm gonna let's see i'm gonna mute this user real quick uh just we we just keep getting the same links in there folks and uh, uh we just don't allow links in the chat so good morning everybody welcome today this is episode number 200 and 97 of rise up february 21st already we're already almost done eli the second month of the year it's it, it, it amazes me how much when you get older uh how much more time flies i mean uh, and it's really it's kind of nice because our teenage kids are starting to understand what time means and uh they're starting to understand the importance of time uh, in their teenage years, which is great. I really didn't understand the importance of the time, the very limited time that we have here on this earth until I was well into my 30s. So it looks like they've got a head start. Um, folks, I titled today's show, Not the Way You Are. Now, there's a song that uh, Bruno Mars sang 
years ago um, saying that he loves the girl that he was singing to just the way she is. It was just the way you are. And when you smile, the whole world stops and stares for a while because you're amazing just the way you are. Remember that song? Well, I'm here to tell you that that was a lie. That was a lie. You are not beautiful and perfect just the way you are. Now, once you embrace and receive Jesus and Father God into your life, then, ladies and gentlemen, you can become who God created you to be. And then you will be perfect just the way you were created to be, not just the way you are. And I have scripture today that backs up that statement that you are not great, amazing, and perfect just the way you are. Because just the way you are is just the way the world wants you to be. When you become what God created you to be, then, ladies and gentlemen, you are something far better. And with Jesus in your life, he makes you perfect just the way you are. Understand? The song is a lie without Jesus. Now, if Bruno Mars did a a remix of that and said, with Jesus in your life, then you are perfect just the way you are, then that would have made sense. So I call on Bruno Mars to make a remix of his song and put the right words in there so that you're not misleading the masses. That's what today's show is going to be about. So I want to thank each and every one of you for being here. Thank you for uh, the kind compliments on the way the show looks and the background. We really appreciate it. Uh, CQ, good morning to you. We are designed in God's perfect image. That's right. And we have to receive that honor once we're here. It's a free gift. All we got to do is receive it. And until we do, we are not perfect just the way we are. Enjoy the music, close your eyes, and worship the Lord. Amen, Starman. Linda Kays says, listening and fixing breakfast. Hope you got the Bible in your soul before the breakfast goes in your belly. Amazing. There's nothing better than getting up in the morning, having some rise up coffee, making sure that you've got your scripture, and uh, uh, that, you're, that you're digesting uh, scripture and uh, that you're rapture ready, ladies and gentlemen. And speaking of rapture ready, as you can see, I'm wearing my amazing rapture ready t-shirt and rapture ready hat today. You can get yours by going to lfatv.us and clicking the store tab on the top, or you can go to jeremyharrell.com and click the store tab as well, or just scroll down on the front page. Um, thank you, Chef. I appreciate the kind words. And uh, Eli, people are saying they love the look of the show. They love the lower thirds. They love the background. You're doing a good job. I guess... 
the rumble rants uh, that you rely on for your salary uh, have been sufficient enough to keep your talents here awesome. Great job, everybody. Let's go to the Lord, um, and I want you to keep the real Maria G in your thoughts while we're going to the Lord in prayer. She's asking for prayers for her family. She's at home today with five sick kids. You want to talk about exhaustion, five sick kids, and she's at home with them? Definitely, definitely needs prayers, okay? And we've got some cards to read today that people sent as well. So let's go to the Lord in prayer. Uh, please remove your hats if you're wearing one. And, um, you know, don't, don't throw it too far, though. You've got to keep your rapture ready hat near you. And uh, let's go to the Lord in prayer. Okay. Lord and Heavenly Father, uh, today as we gather together in your name, we feel the joy and the love and the kindness, the nine fruits of the Spirit that you show us. I can feel those daily here. And I, 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 I ask you and, and, and give you all the thanksgiving uh, for way, putting those on my heart so that I can show the world exactly what the nine fruits of the Spirit look like. And as I'm not uh, perfect in any way at showing the nine fruits every single day, Jesus fills in that gap for me. The Holy Spirit helps fill in that gap and keeps me on the straight and very narrow path and reminds me what I was lacking yesterday that I could do today. Lord, you keep us grounded and you keep us focused on the fact that we are not promised tomorrow and that we should get up and go to bed every day like this is our last day here on this earth. That at any moment we could be back with you and we want to make you proud and we want you to smile at the people that we have become, ultimately the people that we were created to be. We know that we're not perfect just the way we are. We know that we are only perfect when we have Jesus. And we thank you for that. We thank you for giving us your only son. We thank you for bringing healing into our homes. We thank you for bringing the word into our lives. We thank you for the guidance of the Holy Spirit day in and day out that dwells with us while Jesus is preparing our ultimate place in infinity. Thank you. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. I want to give a big shout out to Mary D'Agostino, Miriam D'Agostino. We know she's going through a lot. Sabrina and I reached out the other day, and we just love her so much. And uh, I even, when I was talking to Sabrina last night uh, as I got home, I said, you made sure that you, you know, uh, messaged Miriam, right? She said, yeah, I did. I said, okay. And as we were talking about Miriam and her family and Harry, I just started to cry. And I just, and I didn't cry because I was sad. Uh, I, at that moment, anyway, I wasn't crying because I was sad for Miriam and her family. I was crying because I know that he is with God, and that's where I want to be. I, I, I started tearing up because I started thinking about all the people that have passed away in our lives in the last two years. And I, I, know, um, I know that there are some people that I know that passed away that are not with God. Well, I don't know that for sure, but it's a good chance that they're not. And I know that there are people that are. And for those that I know for sure are with God right now, I am so 
jelly. I am so peanut butter and jelly over here, Eli. You know what I mean? I still got to wake up every morning and crack my neck, crack my knuckles, you know, try to get up and get this slow, older body moving. And I know I'm just, I'm just so peanut butter and jelly right now, those of those people that get to be with our father. But I know that the reason I'm not is because he has me here to do some other things. So, you know, I thank him for both, right? I thank him for both. Um, KSSV says, I don't know how to comment, but thank you for praying for my grandchildren. I need help, Lord God. I need to hear, heal. I feel like I'm going nuts. Ladies and gentlemen, KSSV troops desperately needs the Holy Spirit to let them know that everything is okay. So please make sure that you keep them in your prayers as well because prayers work. Now, I want to tell you about my mother. A lot of people have been asking about my mother. Ladies and gentlemen, I don't know what to tell you. Um, my mother is in the best spirits I've ever seen her, ever. She's being polite to everyone. She's being nice. She's going out of her way to spend time with her grandkids and her children. She reached out to me on Sunday and asked if she could come over and have some coffee, but made sure that she put in the text message. But if you're doing something, it's okay. I don't want to be a bother. And remember when I told you that my mom feels like she is just a burden and a bother to everybody, so she just doesn't even try? Well, she's trying now. So what does that tell you? That tells you two things. Number one, She's realizing the importance of her life here and what she's here to do, which means that she is accepting the Holy Spirit in her life. So my mom came over and my wife and my mother and myself sat down at the kitchen table. And even though she's been diagnosed with lung cancer and has to go in to be For more biopsy work and some other stuff, she is in the best spirits I have ever, ever seen. And I got to tell you, that's the Holy Spirit. That's what that is. And I'm not tearing up right now because my mom is sick. Not at all. I'm actually, in a, in, a, in a weird spiritual way, happy that she is sick and going through this. Because it doesn't matter if she dies tomorrow or 10 years from now. If she accepts fully Jesus Christ, and yes, she is still smoke-free, Ashley. Yes, she is. So... I got my Rise Up tissues, right? And that's what it's all about. That's what it's all about. 
I never thought my mother would be able to accept that fate, you know, what's going on with her, but she, but that's, a, that's just the thing. She's not accepting that fate. That is not her fate. Jesus is my healer, right? Um, I'm sorry I didn't get a newsletter out this morning. I very much apologize. Um, I actually had time. I just was doing some other things and completely slipped my mind until right before the show. So if you guys could do me a favor and open up your Bibles to John, the New Testament, the Gospels, John 3.3. 3. John 3.3. 3. And while you guys are opening up your Bibles and sharing out this show and making sure that we have 500 rumbles before we leave the show today, let me, uh, let me read the, the description of today's show. Jesus does not accept you just the way you are. The world is on this trend right now and would have you believe that love is love. And that means that you are to accept everyone the way they are. I'm here to tell you that you don't. Jesus didn't. Love is telling someone where they are going wrong. Love is telling somebody the hard truth that nobody else will tell them in a respectful way. Love is not accepting somebody who is blaspheming the name of the Lord or who is heading for impending doom. That's not love. Love, much like being a parent, doesn't mean that you are there to be their best friend. I don't want to be my children's best friend. I want to be their much-needed father figure to guide them in the way of the Lord so that when I am not the ones in charge of their lives anymore, he is the one in charge of their lives. The world would have you believe that those churches that say LGBTQ all are welcome, which all are welcome, don't get me wrong, but the promotion of the LGBTQ community by these churches, like the First Congregational Church and stuff like that, so they can get more members, and falsely letting these people believe that, the, that they come back week after week after week after week after week, that Jesus accepts them just the way they are. He does not. Now, if you are a homosexual or part of the LGBTQ community and you are coming to church and you are going to church and you are learning about God and you are learning about Jesus, that is wonderful. But the Bible says that you must follow the word. It means you must be actively meeting Jesus halfway. 
You have to do something. You can't just walk into the walls of church and say, I am here, I am saved, I'm a Christian, but I am not evaluating my life and my lifestyle and trying to turn from it. That's not that. No, he doesn't accept that. He just like he doesn't accept the adulterer that comes to church every week with his wife or that comes to church, goes to church every week with her husband and sits in there and preaches the gospel, but yet leaves there and goes out and cheats on their spouse all week long. No, Jesus does not accept that just the way you are. It's that simple. You must be actively turning from your sin or else your salvation that you think you have is not real. That's love. Telling somebody that truth. Now, I'm not saying to kick people out of church because they're hypocritical. Not at all. Because you never know what day they might decide, hey, you know what, today's that day. But you must tell them, if you are coming here and you are laying your life down for God on Sunday, but Monday through Sunday, you are continuing and going back to what you just said that you wanted to turn from, then that is not Jesus accepting you. It's just the way it is. Jeremy, what if somebody is gay but has not acted on it? Is that a, you mean, is that a sin? No, because the action is the sin. The action itself is the sin. I want to thank everybody who's donated in Rumble Rants. Annette, thank you very much. For the talented producer, Eli, I appreciate you so much. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. No, the action. That's why nobody, this whole uh, theory that people are born gay. No, they're just born into sin and their, and their lustful desires of the flesh uh, make them give in. It takes over. Everybody's born into sin. We're all born into sin. It's whether we act on that sin or not. Now, if you can train yourself not to act on that sin, well, then sooner or later, you can train yourself to not even have those desires and those thoughts. So no, nobody's gay unless they act on that. You can't say to your, you can't think that somebody's gay in their head. Oh, I'm gay. I'm only attracted to men, but I'm, but I'm not going to act on it. That's, and, 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 and the sin is they think they're gay. The, the gay, the, the, the homosexuality comes from the act Even the homosexual thoughts are still a sin. Well, all, all thoughts against God are a sin. But so many people, have, the devil can actually work on your mind. He can't work on your heart. See, your mind thinks things. Your heart puts things into action. That's where your, everything comes from your tongue. It all flows from your heart. So while sinful thoughts are still a sin, there's, there's a level to that sin. You know what I mean? You're not acting upon it. You're restraining from that. God is going to be very proud of you for that. And then he'll work with you and work on you so that you don't have the thoughts of the sin. That's, that's, it's the action that's the big one. So let's go. 
That's right, LJ and K. That is right. A hundred percent. You are not gay unless you have sex with the same sex. If you are attracted to the same sex, pray for deliverance. I couldn't have said it any better. That is the best way to explain it. That's the best way to explain it, folks. We have almost 1,600 people watching this morning already, Eli. Please do me a favor and share to your friends and your family. Share to your church newsletters and everything else. Now, I want you to open your Bibles to John 3.3. And I'm going to prove to you in very, very simple, simple text in the gospel that God and Jesus do not accept you just the way you are. So stop allowing people to say, love is love. Jesus wouldn't do that. He would accept us. No, Jesus would eat with you. Jesus would respect you. Jesus would walk with you while Jesus was ministering and teaching to you. But Jesus would not accept you until you got rid of whatever it is that you think is okay. John 3, 3 reads this, and I'll read it in context as well. I'll read before and I'll read after. Lord Fishy says, you can still commit lust in your heart, says Ray Comfort. You can, you can, if you're having lustful thoughts. Now I can look at somebody and say, wow, that's an attractive person. That's not a sin. That's not a sin. I can look at a woman and say, wow, she is beautiful. That's not a sin. A woman look at a man and say, wow, he is incredibly handsome that's not a sin that's not a sin it's the sin to have lustful thoughts and actions so whether you're a male or a female masturbating thinking of of another person besides your wife or your husband yeah that's a sin now somebody said no one sin is greater than the next mazzy pause i disagree blaspheming against the holy spirit is a sin that's greater than the rest. Ask Satan. But I see what you're getting at. I see what you're getting at. Yes, lustful thoughts. Again, I don't want you to be mistaken. Thinking that somebody is a handsome person or a beautiful person, that's not lust. Lust is the, lust is the, the, the sexual immoral thought process that happens in your heart. That's lust. We've all done it. We've all done it. All right, 3-3, three, three, here we go. Jesus replied, and there's many different ways you can say this from many different versions. Verily, verily, I say, or very truly, I tell you. Very truly, I tell you, said Jesus, no one can see the kingdom of God unless they are born again. No one can see the kingdom of of God, unless they are born again. And being born again means means turning from your sin, accepting Jesus Christ in your life, repenting, which means turning from, not just saying sorry, but it's it's the saying I'm sorry, acknowledging the sin, and then actively turning from that sin doesn't mean that you're not going to make that sin again. doesn't mean that you're not definitely going to make that mistake again. It means that you are turning from it. That you're either making less and less or you turn from it completely immediately. And trust in Jesus fully. 
that he is who he is, that he died how he died, that he came back to life, and that he is preparing a way for you today, and that only through him can you see the kingdom of heaven. So, okay, you say, okay, well, what about all those people that think that they are saved who are going to the church living these sinful lifestyles, these sexually immoral lifestyles? Well, what did Jesus say? Nobody can see the kingdom of heaven unless they are born again. That means going through him. You must go through him. John 3.16 as well. For God gave his only begotten son that whoever were to believe in him would not perish but have everlasting life. Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. You have to come through me to get to the kingdom of heaven. And John 3, 3 says that. So what is come through Jesus? What is be born again? What does all that mean? It means just what I said. Repent and turn from your sin. Trust in Jesus fully and receive the gospels. That's it. Well, by doing that, you actively have to turn from your sin. You're lying. You're cheating. You're stealing. You're dishonoring your parents. Your sexually immoral, lustful thoughts and actions. So no, Jesus does not accept you the way you are. He accepts you once you've been born again. What does that mean, Jeremy? Do I have to to be, you know, is there a certain thing I have to do other than what you just said? No. Ask the thief on the cross. Now, there are things that you can do beyond that that solidify it, that make it more of a commitment for you, that publicly professes and shows that you are a child of God. Baptism. That's a way. Baptism by water, baptism with the Holy Spirit, the fire of the Holy Spirit, publicly professing. Now, that is another way to to basically consecrate it, basically uh, make it more of a commitment, show God that you are so serious about it. But again, in order to be born again, you have to go through Jesus and vice versa. And that means turning. So he does not accept you the way you are. So this love is love and hate is hate stuff is just nonsense. It's just nonsense. Sherry, Jeremy, does that mean all that have an addiction, be it alcohol or drugs, and dies from it, they are not saved? Well, this is a mistake that I will never make again. I will never make the mistake again of saying that person went to heaven and that person went to hell. I don't know. You don't know. None of us know what happened in the last minutes of anybody's life. None of us know. I made that mistake years ago when I said people who commit suicide don't go to heaven. Now, what convicted me to know I was wrong was not the words of the adults that were very, very upset with me for what I said. Wasn't that. What made me know that I was wrong was a little child. And that little child's words then 
activated the Holy Spirit to tell me that I was wrong in what I said. And that little child was watching my show that day with their mom. And his older brother had previously committed suicide. And that little boy knew that his brother was in heaven with God. And when that little boy prayed to God, I'm sure he tried to speak with his brother many, many times and felt his brother's presence in his heart. And here this guy comes along and says, if you commit suicide, you're going to hell. What an incredibly inaccurate assumption I made that day. And not biblically. I didn't find out biblically. I didn't read a scripture that proved me wrong. No, that little boy activated the Holy Spirit. And through much prayer and petition and talking with people in my church and elders, I came to the realization that I wasn't right and I wasn't wrong. I had no place to say that. I had no place to say that. I would, I, how would I know? How would I know what happened in the last moments of those people's lives? How would I know if Jesus came unto them and they accepted Jesus in the last minutes of their life? How would I know? I wouldn't know. You wouldn't know. The Holy Spirit knows, though. The Holy Spirit definitely knows. And the Holy Spirit told me, you're wrong. You're wrong on that one. Um... I got a video to show you. Now, this, you guys know that I've shown you videos before of uh, Cliff Netchel and his son. They go to colleges. He's the guy that bends down when he talks sometimes, and he's kind of weird, but he's really, really, really great Christian, a great knowledgeable man. You're right, the one I am. I was in the wrong, but I'm not wrong. Well, again... Yeah, if somebody doesn't accept Jesus and they go out in their sin, then yes, 100%. The Bible says there's no place for them in heaven. Jeremy and the LFA family, my mom is in the hospital with brain bleed and she is the care person for my father with uh, Louis body dementia. She woke up enough to tell him she loves him yesterday. Oh, praise God on that one, huh? Praise God on that one. Amazing. Well, ladies and gentlemen, this is Cliff Netchel and his son speaking with a gay atheist. Okay? And I want you to really listen and watch the, the way they have dialogue with this person who's a self-proclaimed gay atheist. Remember, Jesus does not love you just the way you are. Listen. When you had the tree... Adam and Eve decided, okay, we're not going to trust. It's not that they didn't believe in God when they grabbed that apple. It's that they didn't believe that God had their best in mind. Then they grabbed that apple. In this video, we will be looking at this encounter between a gay atheist and two street preachers. And I'll be doing some commentary along the way, so let's get into the video. 
the but devil. But who's to thing. say our God is the right God? Because I, I personally don't identify with the religion, but I do believe in a higher being and a higher power. But I don't personally believe in like the whole Jesus Christ thing or all those stories because that easily could have been made up. And that's just my personal opinion. This is a common tactic that's used by atheists to say that they don't believe in Jesus to be God. However, they believe in a higher power that's out there. This statement is incoherent. It just shows the atheists to be stubborn in their belief and their resistance to accept reliable historical facts of the Bible. Please consider subscribing and liking the video cause when you do so. YouTube will then push the video out to more people to inspire and educate. You can prove me wrong, you can prove it right. I just believe that there is a higher being at the end of all of this. But so really, he's, so he's say, an agnostic then. Like, how to live if you're just a good person. Like, why not just be a good person? Why follow the rules? Yeah. Great question. I loved how you framed it too. One piece where you and I could potentially agree on is this, I, I'm not going to prove it to you. You couldn't prove your position to me because it's an existential philosophical question. There's evidence behind it. And we want to land on where is the best evidence. Then we take a step of trust. Just like in marriage to a man or a woman, it's you weigh the evidence as to is this person reliable? Do I love them? Why do I love them? And then you have to take a step of trust and faith. And for many people that I counsel later on, they really regret it because the evidence actually was lacking where they thought it was truly there and this person was credible. So you have to look at the existence of God and more specifically to your good question, the existence of Christ and was he truly who he claimed to be or if not, then totally discard him. It's like Bono said of you too. He said, you either are going to say, God, I worship you, Jesus Christ, I worship you, or you're gonna nail him to a cross. But there's never kind of this vanilla neutral approach to Jesus with his claims that he made to be God. It's either no, he needs to die, he was a manic, crazy, lunatic, or he's calling me to worship him and he actually did create the universe so it would make a lot of sense to worship him. Now, you talked about this kind of power. We hear that oftentimes. There's a power out there, higher than me. There's a force. Okay, you're definitely partly there. We're, we're closer than, say, an atheist yeah. and I, or an atheist and you. But I believe in God because I believe you need to have a personal being who relates personally with you. You can't get the personal from the impersonal. It makes sense that there's a personal, perhaps, force you would say out there. But I would say being. There'd have to be a being who loves you, who created you in his image, who gives you value, rather than you standing out here trying to say, you know, I've worked X, Y, and Z. I have attained X, Y, and Z. So now I have worth. Then, once you get there, we'd have to split these questions up because they're very long questions yeah. and great questions. Jesus Christ, 98% of secular Christian scholars believe that Jesus Christ existed as a person. So that, there's almost a consensus on that. But then you have to work into, are the Gospels reliable? The claims that he made about himself, are those true? And you get those seven in the Gospel of John alone, and then Mark, Matthew, he's claiming to forgive sins, he takes worship. Is his character reliable? Because if he's God, you want him to have a pretty good character. You would expect that from God. And then is there evidence behind the resurrection? So reliability of the Gospels, are his claims real, are his character good, and is there evidence behind the resurrection? And the real linchpin is evidence behind the resurrection. Was that historically reliable event, or is it just a joke? Are we out here just <laughs> spitting fumes in such a way where there's no way somebody actually rose from the dead? We know that doesn't work. 
There's no evidence behind the resurrection. So it's just all a farce. Good. So, what do you think? Do you think Jesus rose from the dead or not? No. Okay, good. Why? I just, it, that's not how it happens. Like, you just don't, like, rise up. It hasn't happened again. It never really happened. Oh, we rise up here every day, bro. Previous religions or many other religions, there's never been this resurrection. There's been reincarnation, which I do believe in, because there's so many gods, yet they all believe the same thing. So in that sense, I believe in reincarnation of that one principle in many different regions because you have one in Asia, you have one, you know, there's something for every area, yet they all have the same powers and same abilities, yet ours is the right one and ours is the most crucial or ours is the most critical of our living. So in a way, I feel like as an American society, we have chosen to use religion as a rule book to how we need to act as a society versus other religions that use it as a practice to just be a good person, to have good karma. Okay, now I like your first point. The reason I can't believe the resurrection you said is because it's never happened again. Okay, but we've hit a wall on this one. Has the beginning of the universe ever happened again? No. Has the beginning of human life ever happened again? No. No, it began. Has the discovery of penicillin ever happened again? No, it happened historically. Has George Washington ever been president of the United States? Again. No. My mother was a good golfer. She hit a hole in one. Did it happen repetitively that my mother hit a hole in one? No. You see, sir, the whole idea of repeatability is wonderful when it comes to science. But when it comes to history, sir, you cannot repeat history. I was born 67 years ago. Did that ever happen again, my birth? No, sir. It happened once. It's an historical event. But it never happened again. Therefore, the whole idea, I can't believe that Jesus rose from the dead because it hasn't happened again, is not fair when it comes to historical knowledge. Now, ladies and gentlemen, I like this kind of um, I like this kind of back and forth between uh, people having this kind of dialogue, especially from a uh, person who crosses their legs and stands up, which is the weird. Looks like a flamingo. I mean, look at the look at the guy. Look at look, or girl, whatever. Look at that. First of all, you're gonna stand there in front of somebody like this, who's a man, mm, loosely, and wearing a purse, and you have got to talk about. why they're so lost how do you do that how do you do that how do you do that showing the nine fruits of the spirit matter of fact how would jesus have done that that's what you have to ask yourself how would jesus have handled that situation right there and here's the thing about it what that kid believes most people believe you don't have to be a gay atheist to believe what that kid believes so it doesn't matter if they're gay it doesn't matter if they're an atheist or an agnostic it doesn't matter if they're a sinner we all are what matters is how do you share the good news with them to where they're actually going to entertain a conversation long enough for you to get out points 
that are planting seeds in them so that someday the words that you said are actually applied to their lives. That's what we really have to be focusing on. It's not nice purse, loser. Um, I really don't believe that. Okay. Nice, nice demeanor. No, 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 no. We are no better than them. The only thing that we have better than them is knowledge. And knowledge is everything. God reveals knowledge to us because we knock on the door and seek it. They are lost. So we leave the 99 and we do our best to go and find the one lost. That is what we need to start doing. Now, I, don't get me wrong. I can't stand the LGBTQ Rainbow Coalition Mafia. But it's not that I can't stand them because of their way of life. I don't care what they do. I would rather you not do that. But again, your sin is no greater than my sin. What I don't like about them is their brainwashing, their indoctrination, and their active war on our children and pushing it down our throats so that we have to accept it. No, I do not accept it. Would you accept me breaking into your house and stealing your stuff? Would you accept me uh, assaulting you or harassing you every day? Would you accept me hate criming you? No, you wouldn't. So I'm not going to accept your very, very destructive lifestyle because it's now spilling over into my children's lives and their generation to make them think that that is okay and that love means accepting them for who they are. That is not the case. That has never been the case. And I'm not going to be forced to do that. However, I'm also not going to sit here and call you a fag or a dyke or a, or a, um, or a, any other, you know, sexually charged name. I'm not going to sit and do that. I'm going to sit and say what you're doing is immoral and is very gross. I'll go that far. But it seems like, I, and like I said on Live from America a few weeks ago, it seems like this community very much wants to be put back in the closet, Eli, and very much wants the world to continue to call them the names that they called them in the 80s and the 90s. Because... You had it made, but it wasn't enough, and it never is because pride goes before the fall, and sexually immoral sin is one of the worst things that somebody can adopt because it opens the door to all other sin. So I really wanted to go through that this morning. Jesus does not accept you for who you are. That is the main theme of today. You are not accepted for the way you are. And I hope that helps somebody today. Now, we're going to bring up some music real quick, and I'm going to give you some building block verses that's going to help you throughout your day today. Okay? Job 22:28. 28. Thou shalt also decree a thing, and it shall be established unto thee, and the light shall shine upon my ways. Proverbs 18:7. A fool's lips is his own destruction, and his lips are the snare of his soul. Mark eleven twenty three, For verily I say unto you, 
that whoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass, he shall have who, whoever he shall have whatsoever he saith. Proverbs 16:9. A man's heart divide, uh, deviseth his way, but the Lord direct his steps. And the last one, folks, Proverbs 21, 23. Whoso keepeth his mouth and his tongue keepeth his soul from troubles. Jesus is my healer, folks. God bless you. Thank you for joining in. Mike Crispy and Unafraid comes up next, followed by two hours of live from America. I hope to see you there. Please visit JeremyHarrell.com. Please visit TrumpetDaily.com. Sign up for both newsletters so that you can get your godly news every single day. God bless you guys. I appreciate you being here. Make sure you click that thumbs up on your way out, and I'll see you at 11. Have a great morning. Continue to rise up, folks, and put God first. See you later. Sickness, darkness, change